Well, hello everyone. This is Shannon Huffman, the Sacred CISO, and this is the first episode of Soul Suites. So Soul Suites is going to act as a helpful addition to the episodes of the uh, Soul Fed Cyber Show to bring more context so you feel complete and supported with potentially new information and concepts. I felt like this was something very supportive and helpful. And uh, you can certainly let me know how you feel about them. But this is the first edi uh, edition of Soul Suites. So let's get started. This Soul Suites is focused on trauma and triggers. And this is to support episode one which is called A Call for Healing and Disruption in Cyber and STEM. And this was a solo show that I did. So if you haven't checked that out, please go check it out. And uh, I hope you, you find it educational and supportive of my journey and where I've started and where I am now. Let's get right into it. So like I said, we're going to focus on trauma and triggers. So I'm going to explain what trauma actually is and why it's important to destigmatize it um, and, and really focus on its healing and resolution in cyber and STEM by uh, the intentional act of processing it. So trauma isn't just a buzzword and you don't heal it by drinking random matcha lattes and going on detox cleanses. Trauma is a part of being alive. It's pretty inevitable at some point in life that you're going to experience some form of trauma. And the way to heal it is to pattern disrupt yourself, to gently unearth it and feel it to release it. And I want to talk about there's three criteria for trauma. Uh, the first one is it's a surprise or shock to your system. So it's something that you could not predict. It is always a point in time. It is always an event that occurs. And this event, number three, is that it goes against your current belief system at the time, which causes this internal conflict because our brain doesn't accept this data of the event as truth yet. So we exert a ton of uh, brain power and energy in this initial phase when we experience trauma because our brain muscles and energy is really going into this fight or flight survival mode to protect ourselves with these defense mechanisms like freeze, fight, flight, and fawn are just four examples. So I'd like to explain the what I'm calling the trauma workflow, okay? Um, there's this moment of shock, right, that is imprinted on you because you weren't expecting it, you couldn't predict it. And your brain, your primal brain, because the brain's job, part of the brain's job is to help you survive by any means necessary. So when this moment of shock is imprinted on you, what actually happens is the brain thinks you're going to die, even if you're not actually going to die your brain goes into fight or flight survival mechanism. And then it actually takes this snapshot of all of your five senses during the traumatic event. What you smelled, 
what you saw, what you heard, what you felt, any specific textures, what you might have tasted. This is where the term trigger comes into play. A trigger is an involuntary sensory recall associated with a traumatic event. And it has negative charge associated with, with them, right? The triggers. A specific cologne or the smell of whiskey could trigger someone based on the sensory imprint left by that event. Uh, scratchy wool, a sweater could be a trigger. The sound of a baby crying or um, a fire truck, uh, sirens, uh, gun sounds or fireworks. These are all things that could potentially be triggers. And there's so many more because again, it's unique to our human experience and how our brain captured those sensory snapshots in that moment in time. So uh, a more uh, uh, comprehensive example to put everything together might be, this is why the brain can't tell the difference between say a devastating car accident and going to participate in bumper cars. If someone has trauma from that bad car accident, they have these memory snapshots. And, you know, if they go into those bumper cars or if they go on a roller coaster and get jerked around badly, it triggers that sensory memory of similar movement that's associated with that previous traumatic event. And their brain goes into fight or flight survival mode from that, despite the fact that it actually was not that event or under the category of that event. But again, because we feel we use our senses Humanity is about connection to your senses, connection to your human experience, and trauma is rooted in human experience, and we need to validate that human experience for trauma to be released. We need to be able to feel it. Now, from an energetic standpoint, there is a charge associated with these sensory, sensory elements of a trauma, and the end goal of healing the trauma is to have that memory of what occurred, um, but but it doesn't attack you energetically anymore. The charge on it has been neutralized to where the charge was a high negative charge that is really affecting you. And the energy of the event moves through you, is able to move through you versus actually sticking to you and attaching to you. Like I said, it becomes neutralized versus holding that negative charge uh, within your body, your mind, and your uh, energetic field. It's really critical to mention that trauma isn't measured by the actual event that occurred. Yes, it's a snapshot in time. That's a, one of the criteria for it to be a trauma. It has to be an event, uh, but it's not measured by the actual event. It's measured by the impact we all in STEM and cyber are familiar with the word impact because we relate it to uh, risk management. We relate it to the possibility of threats. We, we relate it to uh, risk analysis. So we have to really place that uh, 
what am I looking for? I don't even know. We need to, we need to place a priority on the impact that it continues to have on you in your life. So we're talking recurring impact, right? On your beliefs about yourself and your beliefs about others, your actions, your behaviors, your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and energy, all of it is affected. And part of that recurring impact that trauma and traumatic events can have on the rest of your life. So when we talk about healing, we're really talking about this concept of like enlightenment, right? Where we're trying to commit ourselves, show up for ourselves um, for this slow, nonlinear process of like turning the lights on in our deep, dark basement, because we are essentially unraveling our subconscious mind. We are unpacking a lot of our repressed memories uh, because fun Snapple fact, when our brain uh, thinks we might die from something, chances are that memory is going to get repressed. It's very common, um, especially, you know, memories of childhood trauma. And, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But you have these we have to, you know, unpack our repressed memories to be able to process them in a secure way that allows for the charge associated with those memories to be really transmuted and released. Um, and like I said, chances are, if your brain thinks something can kill you, it's going to repress it for your survival. That's just, it's just the way the brain operates. That's the SOP for our brain. So we as humans have this yearning for you know establishing our individual truth um but when our truth causes pain for us we what do we do i mean we run from it we leave it behind we abandon our truth um because it's easier that way it's comfortable it's safe and if we want to be lighter if we want to have emotional freedom, uh, we have to embrace this darkness about ourselves and really accept these events that have happened and accept our truth and knowing that our truth, those events did not define our truth now. Um, we hold on to the idea of, you know, the identity of our truth and, and what that means for us because we've had trauma happen and, and that is, um, that's really informing our truth now. But the truth of that is, is that our identity is formed by our belief system that can change over time. We have the power to change our minds. We have the power to shift our narrative and our story to go from a place of um, victimhood, a place of projecting onto others, uh, a place of lack of accountability for ourselves uh, to this place of ownership, 
and and sovereignty and inner power and it starts with really having to accept the these events that have happened to us and uh, make the commitment to unpack them with you know curiosity and compassion versus fear and judgment and so we all know that, you know, behavioral cycles and patterns originate from traumatic events in our childhood and in our adult life. And the result of many of these um, traumatic events could be a, a combination of, you know, feelings of abandonment, scarcity, uh, non-safety, uh, unworthiness, powerlessness, vocal paralysis, not speaking up for fear of punishment, disconnecting from ourselves and other people, and the list goes on. Um, two, there's this, you know, massive concept of generational trauma and cycles that I'll cover in a different episode because that is a fully loaded concept with many potent things to address. And uh, I want to reiterate, I, I spoke to this in my first episode, but I I, I went to therapy um, pretty briefly. You know, it allowed me to connect some dots, but the way that I was able to heal, that I found supportive to heal my, um, my traumas is through various holistic methods. I, I just was looking for something deeper. And again, I'm by no means uh, talking smack on talk therapy. It's to each their own. You know, I, I know people who find talk therapy very supportive for them. And um, that was not my journey. So I, I just want to make that clear. And this show is really designed to cover a multitude of ways to support you um, and what you're going through on your own unique journey. Um and no one can tell you how to truly grieve or heal or process because that is a system of trial and error that you need to find um, what works for you. And that's part of why I chose to to take on this project to create the Soul Fed Cyber Show. Um, there's just so much more that is on offer to us than, you know, traditional talk therapy. But um, I was thinking about this the other day and it's just, it's one of those things like as you're healing, you, you are constantly tested and part of figuring out how you're doing with your healing and results, um, it's, it's not something that you can hold. It's not, it's not, um, it's not tangible data. It's how you feel in these tests. It, how does it feel in your body? How did you respond? Did did you actually respond versus react? Um, so there's some incident response um, analogies that I can make here. And it's like, don't you love it when someone close to you tells you that you need therapy? Because that, that's like the only way that they know and they learned how to operate. And you just want to be like, I hate it here. You're the reason I need to heal in the first place. Yeah, like I feel like we've all been through that at some point. Um, but just uh, a relatable little tidbit. There. 
because <laughs> I was thinking about it. And I want to point out that this pathway to healing, it like I said, it's subjective. It looks different for everyone. The episodes that follow this soul sweet uh specific little mini mini guy are are gonna provide vulnerable stories of uh my trauma and other people's trauma and things that we're currently experiencing and moving through because you're always moving through it that's the goal you you're not having it stuck to you um, and it certainly isn't claiming ownership of you you are claiming ownership of your emotions and you know taking yourself accountable holding yourself into account for how your behavior and thoughts and patterns are affecting um, your life your family your community your industry. And so there are these vulnerable stories that I'm going to be sharing and I'm ready to publicly share as well as bringing different schools of thought, philosophies, modalities, tools and resources that may support healing and growth. And again, it's one of these choose your own adventure type things because life is really the system of trial and error that allows you to unpack your baggage and relearn what you can establish as your personal truth that it your past doesn't have to define your current truth and I hope you won't let it the goal of healing again is to have that triggering energy or memory pass through you like a fart in the wind versus emotionally cut you like a shard of glass and this is what emotional freedom looks like and this is my wish for you. So let me know if this information was helpful and or if it resonated with you. We're all on this unique journey and you are so capable and supported here. Please like, share, and subscribe to the Soul Fed Cyber Show and stay tuned for more juicy episodes and soul suites like this one that expand your ability to understand yourself and those around you all while operating in your power to pattern disrupt and ignite what is true for you. I'll see you next time. Fierce love and alchemy.